Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 teaches us how important it is to live in community as Christians. In this four-week series, the care pastors from Brookwood Church are going to be discussing what it means to live in healthy, caring communities. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to 2019. Woo-hoo. This is our first Care Ministries podcast here at Brooklyn Church, and we are uh, glad that you are with us. We took a, a little bit of a break and uh, through the holidays. Hope that uh, time was, went well for you and your family. Guys, how did it go for you? Uh, very good. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. glad to be back, though, in the studio. Yeah. It is good to be back. It is good to be back. And uh, we're starting a, a four-week series. Um that we have uh, entitled Caring Communities. And um, this is actually an extended version of our Care Ministries volunteer dinner uh, and vision casting time that we had in January, um, where we uh, spoke with our volunteers and talked about, you know, what was going to be our focus for the year coming up. And so when we talked about it, we thought that would be good to share with anybody who might want to be listening um, to the podcast. And uh, the information that we talk about is actually on a bookmark in the Care Ministries uh, department. So if you uh, wanted to get a copy of one of these, feel free to come up to the uh, admin building here at the church, and we would be happy to give you one so that you can kind of look over this uh, on your own. Stop by any time. Stop by any time. There you go. We're open almost all the time. So caring communities, you know, what exactly does that mean? We're going to spend four weeks kind of delving into that. Um, but the main uh, focus comes from Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. And it says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And again, that's Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. And so really, the main focus of that is, you know, to not stop meeting together. And to use that time to encourage one another, mm-hmm. and you know, that's a that's a, a a good focus of any group. Uh, you know, whether it's your family, whether it's friends, you know, especially through the church, we we definitely espouse you know having uh, you know connections. And what we have found is is that when people are connected, uh, they tend to be better. You know, yeah. it's people when they're isolated, when they feel like they're alone. Uh, a lot of times, um, you know, you begin to see things differently. You see things um, with such a narrow scope that sometimes it's hard to, to feel encouraged. It's hard to kind of see your way out of a difficult time. And so um, we really want to stress Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 to everybody. Um, and even as you're listening to this, if you're going, well, I don't really have a community. I don't really have anybody or a group that I'm connecting with and that I'm encouraged by. Then, um, you know, when we get to the end of the podcast, there'll be a way for you to get in touch with us. And, you know, we'd be happy to help connect you in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so today we're going to start with encouraging one another to pursue a relationship with Jesus. Yes. So, Josh, you want to kind of give us some information on that one? Sure. So like you said, we're called 
to live in community. We were designed to live in community. And we'll look over the next four weeks at four components. But today's component is encourage one another to pursue relationship with Jesus. So there's a couple components in there. Make sure that you notice that it says encourage one another to pursue a relationship. That means I need to make sure that I'm being encouraged and that I am encouraging other people. Many times a danger in an unhealthy community is that people take on roles and one set of people is taking all the energy from all the other people. But in a healthy, caring community, we're all doing it for one another and we're all growing together. So you want to make sure that in a caring community, in a healthy community, as you're growing in Christ, that you are being encouraged to pursue Jesus Christ, but that you are also feeding into other people and encouraging them to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ. The verse that we're using for this particular point is John 15, 5, and I just love this whole section in John 15. I'd encourage people to read the whole thing, but one particular verse is, and this is Jesus speaking, he says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, again, it's important to make sure that we're in a healthy and a caring community because a community can become unhealthy. One of the things that happens when a community becomes unhealthy and uncaring is that leaders of the group or people in the group start to believe that they are the mm-hmm. vine, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So we are always pointing towards Christ. We're always drawing from Christ. Our growth comes from Christ. You know, even this whole first point, you would say, well, a caring community is about circumstances, right? So if you're caring for people, it must be because they're struggling and so you're dealing with the circumstances. Well, that's a secondary priority, even in care ministries. Our goal is to help people pursue Jesus Christ because sometimes circumstances can't be changed. We will walk with you through your struggles. We want to encourage you in your struggles. But it's not truly about the circumstances. It's about growing in Christ within the circumstances. So we have to remember that it's Jesus who is the vine. He's the source of healing. Mm-hmm. He's the source of our growth. He's the source of having a healthy community. So anytime that you're in a community where it feels like the ministry becomes the vine, mm. the program becomes mm. the vine, the right. leaders of a program becomes the vine, yep. that's not a healthy or a caring community. That's a codependent relationship. That's a codependent uh, community, which is a different podcast. We're not we're not modeling codependent community. We're trying to model caring communities. So I think that that's the primary thing. Every single group needs to be pointing towards Christ. And there's certain questions that we can ask ourselves to make sure that we are being healthy and that we are being a caring community and that we are helping one another pursue a relationship with Jesus. And Doug, you wanted to talk about one of those questions, right? Yeah. So uh, here's here's a question to be asking ourselves. Um, how am I encouraging others and how am I being encouraged to pursue a relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll ask you guys. Yeah. Um, how is that happening? Uh, how are you guys, first of all, how are you encouraging other people to uh, pursue a relationship with Jesus? I think mine goes back to what even what Josh said, you know, that, um, you know, even within the midst of circumstances, maybe not changing, um, you know, how are you, how are you growing 
in in that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could basically just say everything that Josh just said, you know, that it's not the, you know, yes, God uses the ministry or uses people within the ministry or a curriculum to help people, but um, to even as those things are a part of your community is to refocus on, okay, so in the midst of all that, how am I encouraging? Like, am I, do I truly believe that God is, or as in this case, as Jesus is saying, that he's the source? Because if he Mm -hmm. is, then it's a lot easier to be encouraging other people by, Mm -hmm. you know, not in a legalistic way, but in a way to go, hey, What's your quiet time like? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what was your time like? What was something that God said to you today that you could share with the group? Yeah. Or, you know, I'll do the same thing. I'll share something, you know, uh, with a with a group and just say, you know, here was a confirmation of something. And, and not in a way where, and I've seen this happen in groups, not in a way where, like, I share it and in a way where it's like I'm super spiritual, but right. in a way where it's like, God, let me tell you how great God is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yep. so that people will be drawn to it as opposed to, well, I don't want to come to my, I don't want to go to my Bible study group because I didn't get my Bible study done. Mm, right. What you see happen a lot, where you know people unintentionally, hopefully, sometimes intentionally, beat each other over the head because they didn't <clears throat> do the thing that they were supposed to do instead of realizing mm-hmm. what's bigger than that. Yeah. What's bigger than, you know, what's bigger filling out the the fill-ins in your book for your Bible study or having had an experience with God. Yes. Right. But sometimes those fill-ins are a path to that. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so there's the balance between that and having accountability yeah. as well. Yeah. But I think always focusing on what is God doing, you know, like yeah. you said. So I sponsor three guys in Celebrate Recovery, which is my cap. I don't do more than three. Um but when they are walking through a trial, I will always try to ask first, well, what do you sense God mm, is saying mm-hmm. to you? And then rather than giving advice, this is what I think you should do, I might explain, well, this is what I have seen and how God has moved in my life yep. in mm-hmm. similar circumstances. So it's always refocusing back on God. Yes. Yeah. And then I belong also for my own growth to two small groups. I have one wow. that's an two official... Well, one is more of an official Brookwood small group where mm-hmm. we go through the sermon series um, on Sunday afternoon, and then I meet with a group of guys on Wednesday mornings when we discuss scripture, and there's not mm-hmm. necessarily a um, agenda per se. It's just right. we are reading through the Bible, and when we get back together, it's like, what what stuck out to you? Yeah. I meet with a guy. Uh, usually, I try to meet with him once a week. I don't always uh, get around to meeting with him, but it's kind of an accountability partner. Um, we pray for each other. Um, I also have a chance to meet with you guys once a week, mm-hmm. which is really kind of an encouraging thing for me. Um, when I think of encouragement, when you break the word down, it means to give courage to. The, um, the antithesis of this is um, when you think of you know, Joshua and Caleb, you know, when, they, when they came back with the report and all of the others were like all freaked out about – the giants in the land and Caleb and Joshua uh, came back and they said, yeah, but you know, God is bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we give courage to one another to pursue Jesus? That's, that's really what this is 
what this is about. Um, what about that second part of the question, and that is how are we ourselves being encouraged to uh, pursue a relationship with Jesus? Well, I think it's, it's the same thing. It's being in that community with others where, you know, um, there's a relationship. <clears throat> there's, uh, there is accountability, but there's also, um, you know, some familiarity some rapport has been built with people. You've you've kind of walked with them a little bit, where there's some trust, um, you know, to be able to, um, you know, share maybe what's going on. You know, I mean, a lot of times I'm I'm encouraged greatly by just sharing with some of the folks that I'm in relationship with uh, about situations and just say, hey, you know, will you will you be in prayer about that? And then, you know, getting a text maybe two days later. Hey, I just want to let you know I lifted you up in prayer this morning. You know, and it's kind of cool to have that because, again, you know, with us being pastors and giving out a lot, you know, sometimes, you know, we can be the worst in asking for help or asking for others to pray for us. And so, um, you know, I just – not that I'm not going to the Lord myself because, again, I mean, we could probably do a whole podcast on codependency and what that what – that, looks like yeah. as Josh mentioned it earlier um, it's not that I'm not a going short to the eight Lord. year series <laughs> on codependency <laughs> um, yeah I mean it's it's you know yes I go to the Lord but then you know I also you know I know I f- it feels differently when I have shared it with somebody else and I know that someone else is is in that foxhole with me yes and so I think that's pretty and, and another way that's very encouraging to me is when other people when just talking about something um, and that other person, like what Josh said uh, earlier, that they share how God has worked in their lives, mm, yep. it doesn't necessarily change my circumstance, but it's really just encouraging to hear other people's testimony. And that's what testimony is. It's just saying this is what God has done for me and in me and through me. You know, And I think a lot of times people think, well, i got to have all the answers you know, and I've got to convince this person to follow Jesus. Yeah. Whereas, really, it's just let me tell you what he did for me. Right. Yeah. Now the question becomes: Has he done anything for you? The answer is yes. You just may not be aware. So a good prayer is to say, God, will you just show me what you've done for me? Right. And we do testimonies that celebrate recovery every other week. And so when we are helping people shape their testimony, or we do our testimony writing workshops, one of the things that we explain is. You know, it's hard to edit the details out of your own life to make a testimony short enough for yes. a Thursday night. And yep. one of the ways to do that is to recognize that you're not really telling your story. You're telling God's story in your life. So mm, every aspect of what you're writing should point toward Christ. Even the negative aspects are pointing toward you moving mm-hmm. to Christ. Mm-hmm. And does the testimony as a whole point to pursuing a life with Christ and encouraging others. So one of the things we ask people to add at the end is, how how can you encourage the newcomer is a celebrate mm-hmm. recovery phrase. You know, you've told your story of how you pursued Christ and how he's changed your life. Mm-hmm. And the whole testimony points to Christ. And then we usually ask people to end, you know, if you're walking in off the street for the first time mm-hmm. and you don't know about God, here's the hope I can offer you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the... One of the things that we're really excited about is this uh, new group that's going to be forming. It's called Reengage, and it's um, it's all about encouraging one another in our relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and as that happens, we grow in our marriage. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many programs out there that are really about 
behavior modification. Mm-hmm. And you know, there there can be some benefit to some of those things, but ultimately, um, what people need is to really dive deep into Jesus yeah. and and into that relationship. And the fruit of that relationship is stronger marriages. Right. Um, and so that's something that we are right in the process of doing a pilot program. Uh, hasn't really been announced yet to the church um, uh, as a whole. It just, it just has. A surprise. <laughs> um, so, but uh, but keep yeah. your keep your ears open for that. It should be uh, coming just as soon as uh, as uh, school gets back in um, after the summer is done. Oh, okay. And um, I'm telling you, there's some really great things in store for, for us here in this community for that. So. Cool. Yeah, because it's impossible to truly pursue Christ without it positively affecting the other relationships in your life. Sure. Without question. It has yep. to. Yep. Cool. Well, good. Um, good Good start to the series. So let me uh, let me pray for us, and then we'll, we'll uh, end today. God, thank you for um, just the encouragement from your word um, about pursuing a relationship with you. And Lord, I pray. I pray that um, you would show us how you want us to do that, Lord, individually and with others, Lord. And I pray for those that are listening to this podcast, Lord, that you would encourage them um, by bringing people into their lives who who can help them uh, pursue their relationship with you, but also help them to see what they have to offer, uh, Lord, because it's both. And so uh, we just look forward to um, how you'll lead us. And Jesus, it's in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement for you as you grow in your prayer life, or if you would just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355. Or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org forward slash care.